is Wednesday, my dude. It is Wednesday. What's up? The third day. Yeah, it is. Uh, what's so, up? So hype. <laughs> what's going on? What's up? Oh, there's, there's <laughs> stuff going on now. <laughs> uh, uh. You know, all those people who were bored inside and begging and praying and hoping for something to happen. You, uh, oh. you, you got what you asked for. Here we are. The apocalypse. What level of Jumanji are we on this week? Shit, man. Like 57? I don't know. Yeah. It's pretty rough. It's not It's not great. Nope. It is not great. You know, <laughs> during the whole, the, the, the beginning of the COVID thing, we were like, oh, mm-hmm. we're going to be your escape and we're going to try to take your mind off of things and give you something to focus on instead. But right now. Right now, in this world, it's all hands on deck. Yep. Everything going on is critical and just requires your attention at the very least. Not even not even at the very least. You're not even doing enough. You're just giving it your attention. You should take action. And that action should be to make sure to stand up and make your voice heard. Let people know that Black Lives Matter. Let people know that you care about what's going on, what your friends and neighbors are out there, uh, what your friends and neighbors are out there fighting about, fighting for, I should say, even if you're not able to yourself. Mm-hmm. So these are important things. I've seen so many incredible things happen over these past few days. Uh, there have yeah. been some, pe- some terrible things, obviously, but that's all over the news. I've seen some incredible things. For instance, the first thing that comes to mind is something that happened just yesterday. My friend and my co-board member, Tanya DePass, who is the uh, the head of I Need Diverse Games, which since its inception has been about making sure that black voices have a place in gaming, whether it be, uh, you know, just in the industry, creating games in a in a management position at those companies, or the gamers themselves being accepted and welcomed at different, you know, conventions and tournaments and just in general, you know, it's it's a fine goal. Everybody deserves a place at the table, right? What's it called again? I need diverse games. Diverse games, cool. Yeah. So Tanya is a great person, um, and <laughs> she decided to uh, do a, a, a live stream on Twitch, and she's got a pretty, t- she's got a big following on there to say the least a lot of people are fans of hers so her and her team got together and they did some stuff on animal crossing her goal were uh was to uh fundraise like 500 dollars um i believe for a bail program okay um, i'll get the exact name of what it was very shortly but i don't have it handy right now anyway um her goal was to raise 500 dollars mm-hmm. and by the time this was all over She's like knocking at the door of two hundred and fifty grand. Holy shit! And that was the last time I checked, and that was like this morning. I know that by the time that the CNSC board heard about it, we were like on the Slack channel, just like rooting her on and everything, and just like saying "Go Tanya, Go Tanya," and just like within ten minutes, fifty grand had been raised, and it was incredible. We were so thrilled to see that because you know this is yeah. this is something that. It's for a good cause, and it couldn't be done by a nicer person. Tanya's great. So She's put in the work. I saw something similar happen. Um, an artist that I follow 
So, so he's like an artist and a scientist and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, so like he'll take, um, like a skeleton or a plant or whatever and he'll crystal, create crystals and create art out of it. And, um, he just, he's like obsessed with plants and everything. He's just like, I love his feed so much. He's on Instagram. Um, Tyler Thrasher art. Also, I'm keeping notes as we go along of everyone we're mentioning. So, okay. We're going to make show notes, guys, so just scroll down. It's all in the show notes. Uh, so basically, he created um, these shirts. He was like, okay, we're going to um, – the shirts are raise some heck. So he's like, all right, we're going to um, raise money for the bail project. And That's what like, it was. It was the bail project. That's bail what, project? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Tyler was like, all right, let's raise money for this. This is an important cause. Um, and he's like, let's let's set a five thousand dollar goal. And they're over thirty grand right now. That's and it's still great. going on. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I love it. You love to see it. Like that's the type of thing that you know, people are mobilized, people are inspired by a lot of what they're seeing out there. They they want to end the injustice. They want to make sure that the people that are fighting for the right side of history have the help that they need to do so yeah so and i highly recommend following him um just like he is like his artwork is gorgeous and it's also really cool to see like and this is this is gonna make me sound probably ignorant but uh-huh. like that's okay like to see a black man as a scientist and like a botanist almost and like i don't know if he's actually like got a phd or anything like that i don't know enough about it but he's like like he even on his profile he's like i'm a mad scientist and everything like that it's just really cool to see it's kind of like how um man who was the man who had the cops called him he was a bird watcher yeah yeah i think he was like a yeah, yeah, he's you're you're exactly right. You're talking about. But I don't remember. Cooper. I don't know. I don't know what the name for bird watching is called again. But anyway, like it's like oh, we don't think about we think of that as being like an old white man thing, which kind of sucks. <laughs> like so, it's it's nice to have diversity, and I love Tyler's artwork, and I would love to get like one of his pieces at some point, but they are limited because he is a mad scientist, and there are only so many he can. You know, so. <laughs> you know who else is a bird watcher? My dad is a bird watcher. Is he? <laughs> he that goes is birding. The most wholesome thing ever. It's so funny because, like, the, it just all of a sudden he just got like a hundred percent into it, and it was just so great because he had like maps of where all the cool birds are, and you know he was changing the screen names and everything. My dad went full force into bird watching, and every now and then. I, I would um like just take pictures of birds I see in the neighborhood and send it to him like what's this you know <laughs> I, I do think that there are things like that that we have weird bias biases biases yeah um in our brains and that's why it's like really cool to just diversify like look look around you know look at different people within your community it's not just like you know, millennial white girls that are into plants. <laughs> like it's lots of people are into plants or lots of people are into bird watching or whatever. So, um, yeah, I can't recommend his feed enough. Like it's just, I, God, I, I'm, I'm like obsessed with his artwork. It's mm. beautiful, beautiful stuff. He got like rattlesnake skeletons. Hmm. 
and crystallize them. So, like, the crystal, you know, like, those rock candies that are, like, crystal, like that look? Mm-hmm. He creates that crystallizing on these skeletons. So wow. it looks like it's, like, covered in jewels. or Like, it's it's insane looking. Really cool. That's really weird, man. We are, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's really cool. I like I like the way that sounds. I, I gotta. I'm sure you'll share the links with us in the in the notes. So I'll click on yeah, that yeah. myself as well. Yeah, I'm gonna keep track of everyone we're we're talking about so that we can make sure to uh, give proper credit to them. So you guys can go follow them or support them, however you feel. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen a lot of movements uh, around Chicago as well. Just people wanting to make sure that they um, do their part. To keep the city, uh, you know, operational, up and running. For the mm-hmm. people that just want to live their day to day lives, um, for the people that can't help but be caught in what's going on. Um, yeah. So there's a group called My Hood. My wait, I'm sorry. I want to say this right. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're fine. Don't worry about it. My block, wait. my hood, my city. Now this is a guy. Um, he's been doing this for a few years now and it started with him in the winter going around and shoveling people's walks just because he thought it was a neighborly thing to do. Yeah. You know, and it is. And all of a sudden he got people who were like, Hey, I want to come and I want to help out and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. he started letting them, you know, do that. He made up the, uh, the slogan, you know, my block, my hood, my city. He made it a t-shirt so people can contribute if they want to. Mm-hmm. And of course they do accept donations now that they've grown quite a bit. But he was one of the, uh, the first individuals I saw that came out and said, look, you know, we have to make sure that the same thing doesn't happen to Chicago that happened back in the sixties where, you know, it's rebuilt, but the south side and the west side is left completely unattended. So he and his team um, have been working together to make sure that, you know, once these protests happen, the peaceful protests even, they go Mm -hmm. behind and they clean up. Uh, Even with some of the rioters and and the looters as well, they've gone behind and they've helped to sweep up the glass and board up the shops and stuff like that. Um, Jamal Cole is the name of the gentleman, by the way, that runs this group. And he's just, you know, he's an inspiration. He's a great dude. Uh, I, I cannot wait to see how far he goes with this and just in his life in general because he's just got so much heart and that's what people need right now. Yeah. Um, I saw that a lot of, um, just folks in Little Village and Pilsen, those are predominantly, uh, Latinx neighborhoods have come out in full support of Black Lives Matter. And I even saw a, um, I saw a, uh, a, a group today. I saw a protest today, uh, happening that I believe Gabby was at. And they just wanted to show support, you know, brown people for black lives. It was just mm-hmm. beautiful. I started kind of getting like teared up a little bit. Myself, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I saw, um, in Boise, Idaho, hmm. a video earlier of absolutely packed with people. I'm like, it's Idaho. Right. Like, this is crazy. It's, I mean, all 50 states have protests. Yeah, yeah. Every state has protests. So all 50 states, and then even some countries overseas have been joining in as yeah. well. Um, I know that you and I, throughout the day, have been talking about one John Boyega. 
Uh, (laughs) who got a fire lit up under him. I mean, he's always got like, you know, he's always kind of got like a swagger going. Um, But lately, you know, he just, he says something just as something that should be as universal as racism fucking sucks. Like he tweeted that out. And of course, you know, people had to, but John, what are you talking about? I, you know, you shouldn't hate. Oh, he goes, I hate fucking racism, you know? Or I hate fucking racist. He goes, you shouldn't hate anybody. Hate is wrong. It's like you, what? No. What a what a time to be alive. Yeah, thanks thanks for correcting him. Thanks for saying that he should love racism. Yeah, Basically thanks for implying telling a that. black man that he should love racism. Oh yeah, you know, and it was funny because people were trying to check him, saying, "Oh yeah, typical Democrat." You know, you need <laughs> to get from underneath Obama's boot heel, and it's like I'm I'm from London, bruv. Yeah, bitch, I'm British. <laughs> And then people were like, oh, you know, you're on here, Mr. Twitter, big guy. You need to put your mouth where your money, your money where your mouth is. And sure enough, got out there and protested today mm-hmm. with the bullhorn out there leading it, saying, you know, I don't give a fuck if I get hired again. I'm out here telling you what really needs to be said, and that's Black Lives Matter. And it, it, it's just, it's great to see it. It's great that folks are not slowing down. Now that we know that all four officers have been charged at this point that were yeah, involved. Yeah, that was breaking earlier this afternoon. Yeah. That they all have been charged. And that yeah. the, uh, um, the charges for the one particular man that, uh, was kneeling mm-hmm. on, uh, uh, who, who murdered, um, George, George Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. He, uh, well, Chauvin, I think, was his name. And the only reason I remember that is because I'm like chauvinist. Okay. Right. Um, right. But uh, he has his charges have been upgraded from third degree to second degree, mm-hmm. which uh, is a much more severe punishment involved with it. I believe it was if it was third degree, third degree is manslaughter, which is complete bullshit in this particular case. And that would have been like a maximum of 24 years. Right. Um, I don't know what the maximum is for, I'm going to look it up right now, for second degree. But it's it's much, much, like, it's It's intense. worse than what he was facing initially. And, you know, the protesters are still out there. And they're <laughs> still, you know, they're still standing against racial injustice. They're still standing against inequality. Um, because I mean, it's, it's plain to see that even though these particular officers are facing, you know, punishment, whatever that punishment may end up being, there's still work to be done. There's still change that needs to be made across the board. So, you know, President Obama was on television today, uh, on CNN. Well, he was all over the place, actually. He was doing like a, a virtual, um, conference call or something like that and uh, cnn picked it up and i just saw him he was just first of all it's great to hear somebody who sounds like you know a a, a decent human being uh again in a leadership position mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just such uh, a isn't good, that weird oh my god it was like a breath of fresh air just hearing this man speak and say things that should be common sense about how our country should operate it was wonderful um, but he, he basically was just, you know, of course, expressing his condolences, um, telling people he's proud of them for working so hard thus far, and then saying what we should do next, which is basically that police should sit with citizens to come up with a plan. Yeah. 
which is something, again, that should be common sense, but it needs to be said by somebody as respected as him. Um, ironically, that's basically something that uh, was was said before um, when we just started you know, hearing about the riots and everything in Atlanta that Killer Mike was talking about, uh, which is basically a, a board, like a, a citizen board to uh, keep the police in check and just make sure that they're, you know, on the level. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just stuff, like I said, it should be common sense, but here we are. <sighs> so so yeah. I, I did find a little bit more information about this degrees of murder, and I, uh, I found this kind of helpful for myself, so if anyone um, is also curious of, like, what's the difference between first, second, mm. third degree? Okay, so first degree murder is premeditated, which means yeah. that you had a plan. That, that means that you, uh, you, you knew you hated your boss, you made a plan to kill your boss, and he killed your boss. Um, second degree is kind of a heat-of-the-moment situation, um, and then third degree is manslaughter, which means it was kind of like accidental. Mm-hmm. I that is uh, the example that they use for third degree um, is like, you know, I, I punch someone, they fall, they die, like they hit their head on the concrete and they die. That would be third degree. Yeah. So that is, it's ridiculous that they initially charged him with third degree because. He was on this man's neck for eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Um, second degree and first degree murder are both intentional. Manslaughter slash third degree is accidental that resulted in someone dying. So the fact that they have moved it up to saying this was intentional is a very big move. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it is a very significant jump. It is. And I'm glad you clarified that because there's there's been a lot of discussion, of course, about, oh, well, how come it can't be first-degree murder? Well, first-degree murder would be premeditated, like you said. It would be – first of all, it would be very hard to prove in a it court would, of law. And it would I don't, be hard I'm to not prove. A, Yeah, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know what case they're building on that. Um, but basically – I mean, from what I've gathered, he would have had to, like, have stalked this guy, had intentionally, you know, pulled him over, knowing who he was. Right. And, like, planned on murdering him. Whereas it it seems like it was exactly what, you know, this description of a heat of the moment thing. It is still murder. It is still intentional murder. But it's there is a degree of – it's weird that we have degrees of murder – I'm not sure why we have first and second degree. And if anyone knows, like, why do we have those? Because they're both murder to me. Well, I uh, imagine both- that, you no, know, some of our listeners that are fans of, like, true crime podcasts and TV mm-hmm. shows and documentaries, that too, sort of but thing. I don't- yeah, I am too, but I don't know why there's first and second degree. I totally understand the manslaughter, third degree murder, mm-hmm. because that is a situation where, you know, if you're driving a car and someone, you know, you kill someone in your passenger seat, like, you you did kill them because, like, let's say you were reckless driving, but you it was not premeditated. It was not intentional. You did not mean to kill that person. 
Right. So I understand why we have that. I'm not quite sure about first and second degree and why we vary between those two. I mean, it must be a sentencing thing. It must but be. Like, but somebody that like helped intentional me. intentional murder. Yeah. But somebody that helped me understand a little bit better uh, was, was uh, Kelsey, um, who basically just kind of broke it down. Like, look, you know, secondary, secondary, uh, second degree murder, uh, mm-hmm. that charge is going to be the best opportunity to get him convicted. Yes. Because you don't have to prove that it was premeditated. So that's... This is this is what this is what we're aiming for. I don't want to say it's what we want because we don't want any of this, but Absolutely. This is, I this am is, concerned yeah. that um the lawyers that the the lawyer that the family has hired and I can't recall his name, but I was watching him on the news and he says it should be first degree. And he's pushing for first degree and I don't know what the strategy is for that because I I based on my very minimal knowledge of law agree with what Kelsey is saying which is that, yeah, second degree makes the most sense for yeah. actually getting this guy in prison, which is where he belongs for as long as possible. Well, hopefully that was just lip service. So we'll, we'll, we'll see as it progresses. You can't avoid yeah, maybe it. it was, I mean, maybe this is it was the only for thing. The family. Maybe that was a thing that he's like, I'm going to fight tooth and nail for you. And in, in the back of his mind, he knows that this is the most realistic thing. Yeah. But. But, you know, he's still fighting a very emotional battle and needs to think about the well-being, the emotional well-being as well of his clients. So I want to talk about the scope of this for a second, because, you know, we we touched on this. It's it's all 50 states have had protests all around the world. There have been protests. This is legitimately, unequivocally, the largest civil rights movement in history. And, you know, we take that lightly because everything lately is breaking news. Everything is the largest this, you know, the biggest fall of the Dow, you know, all that stuff. But, no, this is legitimate. We're living in a historical time right now. We're dealing with a pandemic. We're just coming off of that. And now we're working on this. I just want to think about, like, just the, the, the spark that lit this dynamite was that one motherfucker. Yeah. That thought he could get away with just just killing a man in broad daylight. I saw video earlier of George Floyd's daughter. Yeah. Uh, she is six years old. Mm-hmm. She uh, she was standing on the shoulders of um, the uh, uh, um, who is the the man who has been advocating for them. I think that was his brother. So that'd be her uncle. No, I believe no? it's Stephen Jackson. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yes, this is a NBA player, Stephen Jackson. Okay, okay, I want to make sure I got his name right. So he was in the NBA. Um, he was friends with George Floyd and has now stepped up and is helping take care of the family and is basically uh, being like, I will be there for his daughter. I will walk her down the aisle. Uh, and he's going on and advocating. Um, and he's he's just, you know, he's stepped up. So this this girl is on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And the video is... He said, like, it's it's like they started the video, and, and he's like, say what you said again, kind of thing. And she said, Daddy changed the whole world. Man. She's six years old, and she sees that. Yeah. And I I hate that this is, this is the way that he changed the world, but damn, if she's not right. Like, she she sees it, 
and she's she a does. child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it was, um, very, like, you know, it's a very emotional thing to see. Um, I have felt personally like I need to keep my emotions in check because I don't think, I think that it's important to be in touch with your emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and to act out of care and compassion. But now is not the time for me to mourn. Um, now is the time for me to go to work. Um, that The time to mourn is for black people right now. Like, we need to do the work. And well, let me got- tell you, it, it's, I appreciate that sentiment. We all have to do this. Yes, you but know, we, I also, there's no time to wait. Now's the time. I mean, you know, I, I, again, I appreciate what you're saying. I do. And I can't avoid fucking bowling my eyes out on a daily basis. Yeah. For the past eight days. Yeah. Our country has been on fire. When I think about everything going on in Chicago, when I look at the news every night and I see all these places that I've grown up on the South Side, yeah. And I see them just in fucking ruins. It breaks my heart. So what I mean by when I say like not like not being emotional, I guess I should clarify when I feel those moments, I end up going on Twitter, going on Instagram, going whatever and finding a petition to sign, mm-hmm. finding a link to share, finding a resource or whatever to contribute to try to do something with that. And my opinion is, yes, we like I agree with you, we all need to do the work. But my opinion is, okay, that is the thing that I need to be doing in this moment so that you can take a fucking break. Like, it's a chorus. When one person can't sing, they step back. Another person steps up to sing. The song still goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing. And and on the time, like when they have, when I have those moments when I can't do it, if you influence enough people, you're going to have someone right there behind you that can step up to sing. Mm-hmm. So that's just what you have to do. You know, last week I put that little disclaimer at the beginning of the episode, and you know, we we had just found out about what happened. We had just found out about how serious this was going to be taken. We we had no idea it was going to go like this, but no. we hadn't. Yeah. You know, it was we we saw that we saw the embers. But <laughs> I've been so angry. I've been so just like frustrated with everybody and everything, and I've been just thrashing at the world you know yeah it's it's frustrating to not be able to do anything i can't go out basically because we still have sick people here yeah and i don't want to be irresponsible and and get these protesters sick yeah and I admire them and I praise them and I donate and I sign petitions and I do everything I can, but I still feel like it's not enough because 
It wasn't enough after Eric Garner and the countless other black people who have passed away, who have been murdered by police. I, I, I had to catch myself doing that last week, too. I, I try to be respectful, but harsh times call for harsh words. You know, I see a sentiment attempting to come up because people get tired. The news cycle goes on and on and they're like, all right, I need something new. I need a new distraction. So they say, you know, hey, we should just move on. We don't have that luxury. No. We can't just move on from racism because racism hasn't moved on from us. Right. So as we see Chicago in shambles and we see all these other cities in shambles across the country, we know it wasn't in vain because these four motherfuckers are going to pay. I also, maybe it's naive, but something about this feels different, man. It does. And it's I'm a not combination. Say, it's yeah, a combination of so many like, things. Like, oh, we don't need to do the work. No, we need to do the fucking work. Like, yeah. like I'm not saying get your like take your guard down. I'm not saying act like you know. Oh, okay. I'm seeing people speak out that I never saw speak out before. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, the fact that we have all 50 states. Um. Maybe it was quarantine maybe it's being inside and we can't go out and uh, and look away it's being inside it's unfortunately being unemployed for a lot of people yeah you know they they have the time it's they having ha- literally the worst fucking person in the world as our president mm-hmm. like who has no soul <laughs> holds a bible like I mean, first of all, I just want to state for the record, guys, because we need a little bit of a break here. That dude made a very bold choice to mm-hmm. hold a Bible, considering yeah. he never learned how to read. <laughs> well, he did hold it upside down and backwards, so there is that. Yeah. yeah, Like like his Antichrist ways. Of course. Took that shit upside down. You know, yeah, if Obama did that and immediately, like, oh, he's a secret Antichrist Muslim. Remember is... when Obama wore a tan suit? <laughs> it was an outrage. Fuck. It, it was the whole news cycle. Yeah. But, 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 but. Here's something else that popped up. Um yeah. Breaking news. Something else okay. that popped up. Um, Virginia's governor plans to order the removal of a monument to the Confederate General Robert E. Lee in Richmond, Virginia. That's lasting change. I mean, that's fucking awesome. Richmond, Virginia. I um I know so or I don't know her personally, but I follow her on Instagram and I've uh, chatted with her a few times. Who's in Richmond and has worked in, in like legislation and stuff like that in Richmond, and uh, she got like tear gassed the other night. Wow. Yeah. So uh, and she's been doing updates and everything like that. It's it's intense there. Um, I've seen her give updates where she's like, the white supremacists are out. You need to get out of this area. Like, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that they're taking that shit down in Richmond, mm-hmm. good Lord. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. That's, I mean, that's great, though. Like, that's great. It really is. So, of course, as we did last week, we encourage everybody to help where you can. Uh, donate money, donate your time, sign petitions, yeah. get out there if you can safely. Please wear masks. I know 
a, a lot of folks that's the last thing on their mind right now and we've we've seen statements from activists and protesters saying look if it takes me getting covid to do this i'm going to do this and i admire that and yeah. i appreciate the fact that they're recognizing the, the risk they're taking but please wear a mask if you can yeah wear a mask be as safe as possible um mate and like and guys making phone calls writing your representatives get like resist bot on your phone you can write letters via text message like do these things they do make a difference flood the lines leave messages um i you know i was participating in an email and it's tried to send the email it literally clogged their email and they are not receiving emails anymore so do that like they work for you hold them accountable right and, and you, that's a thing you can safely do from home if you can if you're immunocompromised, whatever your situation may be, that's your situation, and that's okay. There's so many things you can do. So many things. And if you get a call from the Fraternal Order of Police asking you for a donation, light them the fuck up. Oh, please tell me that's what happened. I know that I know that the fraternal order called, but did was there a light up? Not no. Um, they called D. So um, a couple couple days ago, we were watching we were watching the protests on the news, mm-hmm. and they just happened to call. Like, oh my god, what are you? Are you serious? Like she just said, are you serious? And she hung up on him. But if she was a hundred percent, yeah. My my father oh was like, one time they called him, and he's like, nope. And just hung up because when my when my dad was in college, he got arrested. Um, the first party he ever went to, mm. like a frat party, and uh, he he got arrested, and the cops grabbed him and dug the the cuffs into his wrists, like oh. and fuck like fucked him up, and we're like, all of you fuckers, take note. He's the example. We're coming after all of you. Wow. And I mean, they're they're and they're all white too, like the like the you know, um. And, and he went to jail and everything. Like he had to go in front of a judge or whatever, and like had to do all that stuff. So my dad's kind of like, "Fuck these guys." Exactly. <laughs> you know, like he's like he he, and and you know, we were talking about this, and we've had to have some difficult discussions over the years and recently in all of this. Um, and in this this most recent thing, he was like. Yeah, I can see that because I had a bad experience. But there are plenty. Yeah, I understand there are plenty of people that haven't. But like you have one of them, and he's like, and I know I'm lucky. You know, like this thing happened to me that sucked. It's not a fraction of what happens to to uh, people of color and black people. Like, like this shit is ridiculous. Right. So, I mean, I'm lucky that he he listens and understands that. But yeah, like. It's um it's crazy to me that people can't imagine that that could happen. I'm like really? Like you can't imagine that? And in this age we live in, you have videos, you have audio, you have yeah. the series cops, which in retrospect, maybe we shouldn't have been rooting for the fucking cops. Yeah. But the theme song did slap. Yeah. 
I did. But fuck them cops. You gotta so, get, you gotta get, that's the reboot, bitch. Yeah, fuck them cops. <laughs> fuck them cops. John Boyega coming on. Fuck them cops. <laughs> and it's just like an hour of them falling down with America's Funniest Home Video sound effects yeah. in the background. I'd watch the shit out of I that. I saw what someone said on Twitter. They said we should dress all cops like Barney Fife. <laughs> because then because then the assholes won't want to be cops anymore cuz they they like they're like look at this fucking riot gear and shit. I look cool as shit. It's like I'm like Call of Duty and he's like, "No, no, no. Let's dress you like Barney fucking Fife again. You get one six-shooter pistol." And you end up shooting your foot off all the time. Oh, man. That's the life that you get if you're a cop now. <laughs> you get Mayberry cops. That's it. Just defund those motherfuckers. Hey, did you ever see that movie, Exit Through the Gift Shop? It was a Banksy documentary. Oh, no. I didn't see that, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like the only one that he cooperated with, I believe. Like, this is the only documentary that oh, he was like. Oh. Oh. Banksy's a woman. There Hashtag. you go. <laughs> Banksy is Tina Fey. That's what I'm calling it now. It's Tina Fey. Every time we occasionally exchange a laugh or whatever, I think of the SNL skit that they did. The first skit that they did coming back after 9-11. And they had Rudy Giuliani there. And they called Rudy Giuliani. like, Or or they they came on stage. And Lorne Michaels came on stage. And he goes, so, uh... So, Julie and like Giuliani gave a speech that was like uplifting, and they said, "Can we, uh, can we make people laugh again?" And Rudy, Rudy goes, "Why start now?" Damn. <laughs> and then they go live from New York at Saturday night, and then go in. And that's, that's that's what I think of every time I manage to get a laugh in the midst of all of this. Yeah. You kind of stop and you go, "Should I be laughing right now?" Right, right. Like start you, you kind of feel guilty about it for a minute, but. It's okay. You need some levity to, to break up. People carry you through so much. Yeah. So yeah. much. Guys, I got broken up with right as quarantine started, and I literally texted my friend, and I said, well, she took this social distancing thing a little too seriously. <laughs> the day that it happened, and I was crying like a motherfucker. Uh, you I mean, to laugh, you like find those little moments. Don't feel guilty about it. Just let that laughter. And then if it turns into tears, it turns into tears. You have to let yourself feel those things, feel good things right now, as well as bad things, because all of it means that you're human and that you're connected to your emotions. And that means that you are a good person and good people make a difference in this world. That's true. Look around right now at all of the good people who are out there fighting to make this world better. Those are people that are in touch with their hearts, and that's what changes things. So allow yourself to feel whatever the hell you need to feel. Right. Like, um, for instance, the guy from Game Grumps, he has a pretty huge following on Twitter, and, you know, he was like, oh, I want to say something about Black Lives Matter. You know, I, I fully believe they do, um, but I don't know if I want to do it as a corporation. And that's fair. You know, that that is a fair concern to have. You want to, seem, you, do it, you want to seem genuine, right? Right. But at the same time, it's like, this isn't a conversation you should be opening up to 
the internet. You should be having that with your colleagues and trusted friends and people you actually do work with at Game Grumps and say, hey, this is what we're doing. Because Game Grumps, well, yeah, they have a history. They've been doing this forever. So, of course, as with any edgy white boy, um, you're going to find some, like, edgy, semi- or totally racist shit from the early 2000s. You know you're gonna, and it's just, it's a fact, but it's about how you grow and change and, you know, become a different person. You learn from those mistakes. Yes, that's fine. As long as you didn't irreparably damage anyone's life in the process, then you can be redeemed. That's how it works. If the only person you've hurt is yourself, fix thyself. That's fine. Um, so he did. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. He's he's become a better person. But shit like that, it's like, read the room, bud. I mean, and somebody, to to, to the point that I... Cher Cher tweeted, she's like, how's everybody doing? And I'm like, not great, Bob. (laughs) But the point I'm getting to is like, somebody replied to him and said, dude, the Care Bears made a statement. You can say something. (laughs) (laughs) And he showed the tweet and it's like, we Care Bears believe in the... What has been your your favorite corporate one so far? Oh, man. Okay. All right. I got a couple. The best one, I think, has been (laughs) Ben and Jerry's. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like, we can just, we can say, what is the most enjoyable one? Okay. All right. (laughs) For the the comments alone, there's, Mm -hmm. there's been a couple that I've really enjoyed seeing. San Francisco 49ers. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. for those uh, do we that need don't, to explain that? Yeah, <laughs> no, just, just you know, our demo, you never know. So they're the team that cut or, you know, convinced Colin Kaepernick to end his contract there. Um yeah. because of the whole kneeling thing. They got lit the fuck up. Like, no. You know, the whole like uh Jonah Hill gif where they're just swiping at their neck, you know, that came up a lot, of course. Um who else did? Oh, the Redskins. <laughs> you know, because the Redskins. Um, I would say for the record that um, my father, because I feel like this is going to somehow come back to bite me someday. Mm. Uh, there is a picture of me as a little baby crying my head off in Redskins gear. Aww. Because my father is a fan of the Redskins. Mm-hmm. because of a particular player that's what got him into football uh and i've asked him over several years now what do you think about this name challenging him <laughs> okay. and every time he said change the fucking name <laughs> just change the fucking name just like, change it's it. stupid so like there are redskins fans and I, I'm sorry I keep saying there are Washington fans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who want nothing to do with that horrific name. I apologize. I said it a bunch of times. But there are fans who want them to be like the Washington Nationals or whatever. That's the baseball team. But, like, why not pick it up for football, too? There's so many better names. There's animals. There's mythical creatures. I'm sorry I said the name so often, too. Washington Trash Pandas. Do it. Yes. There's a minor league team. That's the Trash Pandas in baseball. Their logo is the shit. I want all of their merchandise. (laughs) Trash Pandas. Let's do it, guys. Trash Pandas 2020. Let's change it. Also, football is terrible for black people, so maybe let's not participate in that. But 
Yeah. You know, beyond that, trash pandas. Yeah, yeah. Drew Brees got some shit today because, you know, he's uh, like, oh, shit. everybody, I don't, I don't support anything that disrespects our flag. Read the room, Drew Brees. Read Probably. the fucking room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and last but not least, WWE. Mm. They came through with their tweet saying, you know, we respect black people and we have lots of black performers. We got black friends and blah, 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 blah. And people were like, you banned kneeling in the XFL. <laughs> yeah. Which also is not a thing anymore, but still, you banned Oh, it. yeah, that went away real quick. It had to because it sucked. Because of but, COVID. Yeah, but because of COVID as well. But also because it sucked. They tried twice. And the best thing that came out of it was the ESPN documentary about how it failed. I feel like they're, they probably would have made it this time because there were so many angry white people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Oh, to give closure on the Banksy thing. Yeah. I brought it up because the best part of the doc, to me, was the intro where the song Born to Run is playing. And it's just about graffiti artists just getting away from cops. Just escaping police. It's just a beautiful oh. <laughs> breakdown and will fit perfectly on our fuck the fuck the cops show. Because <laughs> there's there's one dude who basically does like a Mario wall jump over a fence, and the cop who is not in shape uh, is struggling so much. It it looks like it's staged, but no, it's just a buddy of his with a camera off in the distance. Oh my god! It's good shit, man. It's yeah, a good I'm documentary tra- too. If if nobody if if you haven't seen it, it's a good doc. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what my favorite ones have been. Um, I, I I think like documentaries. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. I was thinking of the uh, the the messages from. Corporate. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because they were oh they were so good. The I I did see a fake one that was like. It was like Taco Bell because of the the CEO. Oh yeah. And it was like someone made a Taco Bell fake tweet message that it was like no moss. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> it, it was so cheesy or whatever. But yeah, yeah, those corporate messages. The only one that I read that really resonated was Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Did you did you read that? I did. You sent it to me. It was very. Well written. I was. I. I mean, incredibly powerful. Like y'all didn't have to go that hard, Ben and Jerry's. What? <laughs> I, I will give Ben and Jerry's credit. I've seen them go hard at, for causes for yeah. years. They yeah. have always been politically active. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there is surprised that Ben and Jerry's is incredibly politically active in the Black Lives Matter movement, um, where the fuck have you been? Because they've right. been that way from the start. Um. <laughs> Yeah, th- this this one particular paragraph here really resonated with me, so much so that I actually read it aloud to my dad as well. Wow. I'm going to read it right now. Okay. The murder of George Floyd was the result of inhumane pre- police brutality that is perpetuated by a culture of white supremacy. What happened to George Floyd is not the result of a bad apple. It was the predictable consequence of racism and a prejudice system and culture that has treated black bodies as the enemy from the beginning. What happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis is the fruit born of toxic seeds that were planted on the shores of our country 
in, jo- in Jamestown in 1619 when the first enslaved men and women arrived to this continent. Floyd is the latest in a long list of names that stretches back to that time and that shore. Some of those names we know. Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Oscar Grant, mm. Eric Garner, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Emmett Till, Martin Luther King Jr. Most we don't. You get chills. I mean, that is... Not only is it the thing that needs to be said, it's it's beautifully written. It is. It really is. Yeah. So thank you, thank you for sharing that with the with the listeners and with me. Um. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you say? What do you say? It's an ice cream company. You're not expecting that from them, you know. Uh, I mean keep giving them business <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what i say i mean i'm, I'm gonna do that for sure my like, birthday is I... right around the corner here i'm gonna get some fucking ben and jerry's for my birthday hell yeah i'm gonna get that strawberry shortcake might get that cherry garcia they got, got a cinnamon bun one that's really? delicious mm. man it's it's fucking like cinnamon in ice cream form i love it yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to sound so sexy when i said it but yeah, yeah. it sounds good yeah, it's good. <laughs> Speaking of Cinnabon, they put out a statement too. <laughs> oh shit! You know, it's it, it's the usual racism, hate, police brutality, and the denial of human rights have no place in our world. We share in the grief and anger felt by so many, and stand with our black team members, guests, and communities in the call for justice. We don't have yeah. the answers, but we can start by using our voice and our platform with this first step. Um, I appreciate that part of it that we don't we don't have the answers part because it's important to yeah recognize that and listen when people give feedback. I think so too. I think that every single one of these companies should be donating money too, though. Like I think so Disney as well. made a statement and then donated five million dollars. Well, that's incredible. Right, and I'm glad so to like, hear that. They they did. I think it was two million to the ACLU and then distributed the other three million to other organizations. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, like I I like the sense, and it's not it doesn't even have to be that much, you know. But yeah. even if you give, like, I mean, it's a tax write off to them. Donate that know, money. I see. I I I understand how people can be cynical about the source, but I got to tell you, I don't see anything wrong with corporations realizing that equality is good for business. Yeah. Oh no, it's great. We live we still live in a capitalist society yeah. right now. So fucking um, it's a use bit of that a capitalist shit. hellscape. So we gotta work with what we've got. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like when, you know, they Bud Light started sponsoring Pride. Like, does it cool. fucking suck? A little bit, but at the same time, mm, that also exposes like your grandma to to <laughs> Pride. <laughs> Fucking Spuds McKenzie at Pride. Hell yeah. yeah. Welcome. Um, something else. Welcome to the resistance. Yeah. <laughs> something else I've seen today, which I thought was beautiful, which is, you know, we talk about all the different ways of, of, of resistance that you can practice mm-hmm. without money or, or anything like that. Um, Lex, how many times have you been on Twitter? And you've been going through a thread and everybody's very serious and discussing what they're passionate about. And then you see a GIF 
out of nowhere pop up and it's like some k-pop band dancing so much so much so much k-pop is all over twitter and you know what they know how to mobilize so when they saw that white nationalists were trying to get white lives matter trending on twitter they Mm -hmm. hijacked that hashtag so every time you saw white lives matter pop up it was a k-pop gif so much so that no matter how you sorted it by top new uh you know hot whatever it was going to be a k-pop gif so they fucking destroyed that attempt at a hashtag. Bless them. That is yeah. beautiful. See, K-pop. guys, <laughs> y- y- there are so many different ways to help. There's so many blessed ways to help out. You know, maybe I judged you too harshly, K-pop fans. <laughs> you know what? You know what, K-pop fans? You do you, boo. That's right. As long as you're not hurting anyone, we're happy. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. You're invited to the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying say that. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that based on that, there was there was a post I saw going around today. D posted it, and that's when I first saw it. Where it's like, you wanted an invitation to the cookout. This is the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> this is not what I was promised, but you know, <laughs> you take what you can get. There's there's gonna be food after, but right now. At the end of this shit, it's gonna be the cookout is gonna be the Avengers end credit scene. That's right. Where we're all sitting there eating shawarma. Like, well, fuck. Okay. All right. Yep, yep. It's going to be like the end of The Best Man where everybody's doing the electric slide, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to <laughs> assemble and, and get this shit done, but That's oof, right. it's going to be a rough go. It's going to be rough, but we're in it. Yeah. Man. So, um, oh, there was another hashtag that got um co-opted which was blue lives matters because somebody misspelled it so they've just been like you know capitalizing on that and every time you click on that one it's just some blue character like blue from blues clues or skeeter from doug (laughs) (laughs) i you look we all know that i have voiced my mixed opinions about twitter but damn it i love (laughs) this stuff i I, I mean, and it has, and look, you can't deny it's been an it's been an amazing tool to yes. connect people. Um, I've mostly seen Instagram and Twitter being used. Mm-hmm. Oh, and TikTok. Lots TikTok, of really? protester videos from TikTok. Yeah, I've seen people huh. repost them. I haven't gone on TikTok in forever because I'm just like Ugh, whatever. But like, uh, lots of. Um, I guess protesters have been uploading their videos onto TikTok because I've seen them reposted on Twitter. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Also, if you are going out and protesting, do not have faces in there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. So yeah, that yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. can't be tracked because that's, that's right. not good. Oh, Oh, the FBI thing that happened earlier. I guess the FBI was asking for help. To like identify faces uh-huh. of protesters and people responded. Let me see if I can find news <laughs> for that. It was good. Oh, so they were sending videos of police brutality. Mm-hmm. So like they were like, who are these instigators? Who's causing trouble at these riots? And it was like cops doing shit. <laughs> That's what people sent in. That's what people sent in. So I was like, oh, my God. So good. Like, yeah. who, 
send us send us all of the ruckus people and people were sending in videos of what cops have been doing yeah just you love to see it you love to see well you hate to see it but you, you hate love to call them hate, out yeah you hate to see it but if it's you know ugh. yeah fuck them fuck them yeah, oh, yeah. Fuck them 2020. Yeah, we're, we're back to this now. <laughs> we're back to fuck them. God. Yep. Everything mm. comes full yep. circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does. It does. Hopefully we're reaching the end of the circle in a good way. I don't know. I, so I, I, I want to thank you. Yeah, and I want to thank you for taking time to just discuss these things with me because they can be heavy. They can be intimidating because you don't know. I shouldn't say you don't know. It's it's difficult to navigate the type of raw nerves that people have right now, understandably yes. so. You know, at one point you may have been able to make a joke, and instead of complaining about, oh, you can't even tell a joke anymore, I understand why things may not be the right environment. It might not be the right, right. Temperature to be able to tell the types of jokes that we normally would because these are very serious times and you want to alleviate some of that stress. You got to know who you're talking to. You got to know what you're talking about. You don't want to put your foot in your mouth because you don't want to cause any undue stress to people who are fighting for your freedom. Yes. And in the situation with us and and listeners and everything like that, I, I truly feel like like, you know, I'll get called out and I'm perfectly fine with that if I fuck up and I'll learn from it. So I am very mindful of what I'm saying Mm -hmm. as I, as I need to be, but I also have no issues with, um, learning from my mistakes and admitting that I have mistakes and like I have made mistakes. So, you know, I think that's a part of it. That's that's one thing that's one thing of many that I love about the folks that listen to our show when they do reach out to us and contact us about something that we may have done in error or something that we have mis- may have misspoken about mm-hmm. something that we didn't give due credit they let us know in the best most most like polite way you know yeah. they they understand that we're coming from a place of love that we're coming from a place of care, so they don't, you know, come at us like, ah, oh, you dumb bitches. You know, they just, <laughs> they give us Although the benefit I of the doubt. Although I will feel like I've truly made it as soon as one of you calls me a dumb bitch. Oh, yeah. I'll <laughs> internalize that shit in the best way. But <laughs> You haven't made it as a woman in any, in any industry until someone calls you a dumb bitch. I always think about that scene from Mallrats with Ethan Suplee as he's staring at the magic eye puzzle. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, there's a little boy that comes over. He's like, it's a schooner. And he laughs at him. He goes, ha ha, you dumb bitch. That's not a schooner. It's a bum. Like, he just called that boy. Oh, God. <laughs> just, uh. He just snapped off and called the little boy a dumb bitch. I'm like, wow, okay. Serious about this. Cool. <laughs> for real like i you know i do get worried about saying the wrong I, i'm always that way about mm-hmm. everything in everyday life so that's what's funny to me is that people are like i don't want to say anything because i'm scared i'm like bitch i'm scared of saying everything and i've been that way my whole life 
are you not worried all the time about saying the wrong thing and perpetually anxious? It's so funny to see people come into my world now with this everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Where not uh, not talking about that, but like when the virus hit yeah. and people are like, oh my God, and they're like anxious for the first time in their lives and they're hypochondriacs for the first time in their lives. And I'm like, welcome to the club. Here like, we are. Yeah. Been dealing with this shit my whole life. But when it comes to just not knowing what to say, I, I, I think you and I share this trait, which is we're willing to listen, we're willing to ask questions, and we're yeah. willing to follow if necessary, so we can learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing. There's a lot of listening going on. When I when I watch these protests and I see people gathering around, they're listening to these these leaders who yes. are out there. Um, and that's that's critical because you have a lot of people who are just angry about what happened, but they don't necessarily know the intricacies of why. This is so important right now. So when they get to these rallies, they get to these demonstrations, they get to listen to these people that have experienced it their whole lives and learn, like, this is what life is like for them. This is a reality, you know? Yeah, and that's what a lot of white people who want to be allies right now have to learn, that we are, right now, being an ally is, not just right now, but, like, being an ally is amplifying these black voices being there for them being the like body the support any but like knowing that they are leading the way right and letting them lead and let like listening like you said um that is what you need to be doing right now like and amplifying their voices. And then when you bring your voice in, you know, you're bringing it in from what you have learned from them. You know, I, I that's what I've gathered from, you know, all of the reading that I've been doing and everything like that. Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm sorry that this was so heavy. Well, they get heavy sometimes. They do. I would like to end with, one thing that is completely separate. Okay. One thing that uh, that makes me happy. I'm curious because we had some fun notes this week. We did. So have I'm some curious fun notes what this you're week. gonna pick. We're just gonna move these notes over to next week. Yeah. But the thing that makes me happy is that Ryan Gosling is going to play the Wolfman. <laughs> That's the one. That is That's the, the one. one. Yeah, we'll have... save the rest for next week. But you know I what, guys? The Universal that. Monster Movies, they're making a Wolfman movie, which I never thought I'd care about in my life. But I saw a headline that says, Ryan Gosling is going to play the Wolfman. And I was like, wow, I did not know I needed this until this very moment. <laughs> and now this I need is, it. This is great, because now I can talk about the failed Dark Universe. Oh, yeah. We're going to have some fun with that. Oh, man. So at one point, Universal was kicking around the idea of making some type of shared universe a la the Avengers. They weren't made like it was literally the beginning of the mummy showed their logo. They made a logo. They did. I didn't see. Well, I never watched the mummy, but wow. Really? The mummy, the Universal logo switches. And one of my favorite memes that I saw of this was it was the universal that that dark universe logo. Wow. And it was I, I can't, when did the mummy come out like 2017 or whatever? I, I think so, yeah. And it was like 
Dark Universe 2017 to 2017 and <laughs> that logo. <laughs> because they, they made one movie, it flopped so bad that they scrubbed the Dark Universe and now they're just doing like uh, the Invisible uh, Invisible Man movie that just came out with Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to do direct-to-video. Uh, that's another one of these, but they're not doing universe. They're just making movies now. But yeah, right. they had a man. They had a logo and everything. It's like a wedding, and like they sent out the invitations. They booked the hall. Oh man, and that shit ain't going through. <laughs> nope, because the mummy crashed and burned. So yeah. they they went as far to have a cast photo. Yeah, they went as far to sit down and say, "Hey, okay, this is what." is going to be hot, new. They got some big names. They paid a lot of money to keep people on retainer and have them do cameos in these other films. So mm-hmm. we start off with Tom Cruise in The Mummy. That's supposed to be a big deal. We had um Johnny Depp. <laughs> I forget. I think, um oh, he was supposed to be the Invisible Man initially. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah Interesting. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe, who I believe popped up at the end of The Mummy. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, oh, he, no. He's supposed he to... spoiled be- The Mummy. <laughs> oh, no. Guess what? They survived to live in the franchise. Um, he was supposed to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, Sophia Butella, of course, was The Mummy herself. Uh, I mean, that movie, even if it was just okay, it had an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Because it had to fight against... The mummies, the mummy, mummy movies that everybody loved with Brendan Fraser and Co. Yeah, those movies were so good. They were charming movies. Yeah. So yeah, there was going to be a Bride of Frankenstein. There was going to be, I don't know, Wolfman probably. But Universal has these properties, and it seems like every decade they come around and say, "Hey, remember when people loved our monster movies? Yeah, we should do something with those." I, not even a decade. I'd say every five years. Yeah. It's like, shit, let's just try out these movies. And nobody cares. I mean, they might be able to do it if the uh, um, the Wolfman one does well enough. But, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> the last time we saw a big budget Wolfman movie was the one starring Benicio Del Toro. Oh, that was shit. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that good. If it's the one I remember, I don't know. With the one where they ran on all fours and had the weird like bone cracking every time they transformed. Yeah. Yeah, that was I awful. I remember it now. I remember. And the oh, and the hands like they had him strapped to a chair at one point, and oh, like and his hands were like extending out. Yeah, just like getting super long as they all watched. It was like oh, like this I don't want to see those fingies. <laughs> Keep those fingies to yourself, man. Yeah. Nasty, just nasty. Ah, <laughs> uh, they are talking about a dark universe now. Man, yeah, with Invisible Man being the uh, the jumping off point. Yeah, they're they're basically they're rebooting the reboot. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're doing. So I guess that's uh, they're going to try to make this a thing. It's fascinating to me because it 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 makes no sense. There's no reason they should, but they want to do I, it. I oh. want to see it though. I have. Oh, to I forgot. That. I forgot about the cherry on top. The cherry on top was supposed to be the team-up film, but instead of all the heroes fighting the bad guy, it was going to be one good guy fighting all these villains, and that was going to be Van Helsing. And I don't think they casted him yet. They weren't. That's, they weren't. Um, they weren't doing. Uh, what's his face? 
Well, who's Van Helsing? Van Helsing is like a vampire hunter. No, um, no. who was oh, who Van played him? Helsing? Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they, they weren't going to bring use. bring his ass back. <laughs> Van Helsing. Wolverine yeah. is Van Helsing. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I mean, they might still do that. You never know. You never if know. Show but up. Until then, Dark Universe, RIP 2017 and 2017. <laughs> people also, are be... I was correct about that number when I looked it up. I am shocked. You shocked. are amazing. <laughs> Man, people are going to show up to the movies to see anything when they can go again without worry. Oh, I am going to watch so many terrible fucking movies. Fuck oh. yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I might even see a Fast and the Furious. I might see it. I might see a Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Wedding Singer 2, come on down. Oh. Electric Boogaloo, in. <laughs> <laughs> Wedding Singer 2, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine? No, that'd be terrible. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Who was the other Matt on Friends? Not Matt LeBlanc. Perry. Matthew Perry had a good run with, like, really awkward rom-coms in, like, the early 2000s. He could have a career resurgence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He could. I don't think he cares. <laughs> why not? I'm curious. Why do you Why do you think he doesn't care? I Have you seen Matthew Perry do interviews? Like, anything? I just feel like he... He kind of hates life. <laughs> he's he's I, gone full Chandler. Okay. Now I need to see if this is still on Instagram. Because Matthew Perry did an Instagram post at some point during this quarantine. And I, I do follow him because I am a fan of Friends. And I also... Uh, like, I, I just... <sighs> he, he made this post. God, I, don't, I hope he didn't delete it. Um, let me see if I can find. He, I think he's lost his mind. Like, really? legitimately lost his mind. Um, <laughs> it was like something a woman had said to him, and he was like, "This woman once said, <laughs> um, like, I." Something very stupid that she said, kind of thing, and he's like, "Anyway, I still slept with her." And okay. It was, it was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Someone do a wellness check on Matthew Perry, because I think he's seriously fucked up. Oh man, not Matthew Perry. He deleted it. I wonder if I still have the screenshot of it. God, it was, it was like, what is going on? With you, Matthew Perry. Are you okay? Blink. Well, you've gotten millions <laughs> of dollars, so you're fine. But, holy shit. The last full-time job he had was The Odd Couple. That sitcom that was on, like, CBS for a couple years. Oh, yeah. I think he was, was like, really invested in that as, like, a producer and everything, too. Yeah, he was a writer, and he played Oscar. Yeah, it was just very weird. And it had uh, Yvette Nicole Brown on there, too. That was really... Oh yeah! Didn't she leave yeah. Community for that? Oh, I don't think she ever like left Community. I think did she? she did because I think she had like a a personal situation of like it was um her father or something like that was ill. Oh. It was easier for her to work and and be there for her family. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, you are right about that. 
so I think she left. But like, I think it was at the very end of Community. Yeah, so it, it wasn't Community anymore. Right. It was like Community presented by Yahoo Streaming. Yeah. <laughs> community permitted, prevented by presented by CISO. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised they didn't try to bring it back for Queeby. I mean, I guess Dan Harmon would have to want to do it again. And, not like, doesn't that cast have issues with each other, too? Or is it just Chevy Chase? It's just Chevy, because oh. they, they, they recently had one of those, like, Zoom cast reunions. And they read through a script of an old episode together. Even Donald Glover showed up. Yeah. And I think, like, the whole thing with him, he's just, he started getting busy with his own projects, so that's why he kind of separated from the cast. But, you know, I, I used to listen to Harmontown um, when it was a thing. And, yeah, I mean, he, he said he had nothing for love but the cast and didn't allude to anybody having issues with one another. Okay. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought, I don't know what I was thinking. Damn, I'm trying to find this Matthew Perry thing. I'm trying to see if I have a screenshot of it because it was bananas. Okay. Guys. Good old Matthew Perry. Why did I even bring him up? Oh, because of the movie thing. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So. But yeah, anyway, whatever. If I find it, we'll talk about it in the mini episode. Yeah. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. <laughs> That's Unless we're gonna I find go it with next the, uh, two seconds. The E network exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> it is not only annoying but very creepy. Yeah. Very very creepy. Yeah. <sighs> Man, this has been a day. It has been. But here we are. Well, folks, thank you for listening to us. Go on and on and on and on about everything that you already know. But from our perspective, thanks for tuning in as always. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. You say the thing, Matt. Be excellent to each other. Seriously, guys. You gots to be excellent to each other right now. You gots to. That's what we mean. Gots to do it. Call your... Call your grandma. <laughs> Call your grandma? Okay. Call your grandma. Drink water. Holy shit, guys. We're all bad at that. Drink water. <laughs> That's my advice for the week. Sign petitions, drink water. That's yeah. it. I don't know. What else? Donate if you can. It doesn't quite have the same ring as BA do crimes, but it's it's close. Uh I like I saw someone post, uh, be gay, do justice. And I was like, fuck yes. <laughs> that is what I want to bring to pride. Yes. Yeah. Let's bring that energy out. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, guys. We love you. Everything's yes. going to be okay. It Probably. will be. No, it will be. Eventually. Yeah. Maybe not right away, but it will be. Yeah. It'll be okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.